0: Good afternoon. This is Doctor Saul Goldstein. The uh, the opinions expressed by these two uh, you know uh, fellows, uh, colored folks, uh, may or may not be the opinions
1: of uh, their employers uh, or mine. Uh, How at me? It's upsetting me in my home, girl. Cause we feel like, well, damn, if you can't go to chase, where the hell could you go? What is going on, people? Chop Soccer's back in the building. This week we got another guest in here to talk another league. We'll get into that in a second. But Ken, how you doing, man?
2: Uh, I'm doing good. I can't complain. It's been uh yes it's been a week, bro. Fucking it's getting cold outside. At least it is here. I don't know. I don't know about in new york but uh it's hot as balls <laughs> I take like, that right now it was like low 60 um a couple days ago so uh take it
1: in the building with us today is nicole yeah. red bull fan yeah. ac milan fan Hi. and uh yeah she's going to be talking some city out with us today nicole how are you doing
0: I'm good. I've also had a week, but I'm very excited to be here and talk A because I think it's like my favorite league of all.
1: Okay, I have some questions. I'm
2: just put that out there right now, but <laughs>
1: we all and- get into the league. And everything that's going on. Well, wait, wait, uh, wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Before uh,
2: we get going, can you guys keep the beef to a minimum? I know one of you is a city fan, the other one is a RV New York fan. So, for the sake of uh, for the sake of the children, can we uh, can we keep the beef to a minimum this episode? Uh, I don't think there's any beef. Okay.
0: <laughs> there, no beef as long as like rocks does not come out like, mid-episode and say he's an Inter fan.
1: Oh, no. Nah, yeah. We might have
0: to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not happening.
2: <laughs>
1: but, yeah, man, we have a quick uh gauntlet of questions for you just to give, you know, newcomers to the league uh, some overall insight into what's happening over there and why they should spend their time and direct their attention toward your league. Uh, so the first question we have for you is what is the biggest off season story that happened in City of A?
0: So I felt like there was a good couple ones. Um obviously I felt like the biggest storyline was Lukaku going back to Enter. Um mm-hmm. it was there was so much drama surrounding it. Um so like when he when it finally happened, it was just like it was massive. You know, he spent his last season this past season at Chelsea kind of like complaining and talking about how much he wanted to go back to inter and there was you know the rumor the rumor mill was like ablaze you know people were talking about how there was whispers of him talking to his old teammates talking to um, like the old management and like he really really wanted to go back um, so when it finally happened it was like, Wow, I can't believe it actually happened, but it did. <laughs> um, and I think with yeah, like it's that, it's interesting
1: for me because oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh no, no, I was going to say I was just going to jump in because there's like a couple signings that were big, that were like kind of the biggest storylines. <laughs> but you can go, you can go ahead.
1: No, I just had a question about um, Lukaku going back to Enter because you know soccer is so romanticized. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people often talk about loyalty and like, oh, this player should love this club for the rest of his days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in this case, it was kind of not that, which is usually the case with black people doing anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody feels one way until a black person does it. And then it's like, no, 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 it shouldn't be like that. You Mm -hmm. know, if this was, you know, your favorite white player talking about, oh, they love this club so much and they want to return and contribute and blah, blah, blah. It would have been like, oh, that's so romantic. But with Lukaku, it was kind of like, uh, you're supposed to be putting up numbers over here in Chelsea. You didn't pan out. They paid all this money, yada yada yada. How do you feel about that?
0: I definitely 100% agree with you. Um, his, you can see his time at Chelsea. It like it fell very flat as compared to like his time at Inter. It was very electric. You know, he was a part of the team that won the Scudetto, won their their 19th Scudetto. Um so you know he was riding in on a high and you know for some reason I mean we all know why but anytime a player from anywhere gets signed to one of the top 6 Premier League teams that's always seen as like the holy grail destination right like it's seen as like that's the top thing that you can do for your career and so I felt like that mm. is kind of how his story was framed a bit it was like he had just come back he had just you know won the scudetto with his team he got signed to Chelsea, which is like a top six Premier League team. And so I think people have this like notion that he should be grateful to be there, which is really mm. toxic in and of itself. Um, and it kind of like it, it it limits players from from expressing themselves and it limits players from being like, you know what, this team, even though like people would like kill to play here, it's just, it's it's not for me. And I think more, more players and more fans need to recognize that.
2: What were, uh, what were some of the other storylines you were going to get to? um, Also, because I do think uh, the Lukaku, like, uh, transfer saga took up a lot of air. But, you know, for, um, for people that aren't really like, uh, familiar with Syria, like it's on its way back in terms of like some of the top teams that were down for a couple of years, uh, really coming back also. So like, you know, what were some of those other storylines during the summer that you, uh, that you think are important?
0: So I felt like some of the top two, in my opinion, were, um, I never, I always mispronounce his last name, but it's Dybala or He's, um, Dibala, yeah, he's an Argentinian player, played for Juve, um, he had, like, he was leaving, his his plan was to leave Juve at the end of the season, and there was a lot of, t- like, talk around his leave that he was going to go to Inter, or I think people thought he was going to go to, like, a better, like, he was hyped up a lot. People thought he was going to go to Inter, people thought he was going to go to, like, a a better team, um... And then you didn't really hear anything about him until he got signed to Roma. And so a lot of people thought that him getting signed to Roma was like a bit of a downgrade, um, which I thought was really interesting for a lot of other reasons. But um, it was very surprising for him to go from Juve to be linked to all these other bigger clubs and then ends up at Roma. But I think him being at Roma is a very strategic, strategic move. Um, and then I think the other the other story that I thought was pretty big was Koulibaly leaving Napoli for Chelsea. Um, I know that Koulibaly had been wanting to leave um, Napoli for a good minute, but uh, the Napoli management was like, now nah, we want you here. Because obviously he's like their, <laughs> arguably like their best player. Um, and they really wanted him to stay, but he's been wanting to leave for a while. So even though it like, people knew that it was going to happen it was still like it still shocked everyone that he ended up leaving, especially for Chelsea but they paid yeah <laughs> they paid for him because he's worth it he's an amazing player
2: and he's also been uh at Napoli for like ever and Napoli's notorious for like not letting players go when they want to go like you know they uh They always put in like super high valuations. Like if a player is like a $50 million player, they're like, oh, we'll sell them to you for a hundred or whatever. (laughs) Like, yeah, it was definitely like it was definitely one of those things like, wow, they're really going to let him go. Also, he's like 31 now, too. So they might have felt like they got the best years out of him.
0: Yeah, but I think he's going to I think he's going to still um like i think he's still gonna live up to the hype because i feel like he still has like a couple of good years left in him i haven't seen like he's not one of those players where i'm like i haven't seen a decline yet he's still really good um but yeah i'm very happy for him that he did get to go to chelsea because he had been wanting to go to premier league so that was like his top destination
1: yeah it used to be that 30 was like the wall for mm-hmm. players but that's not the case anymore with the advancement of sport, uh, sports science. I feel like 35 is now the actual like, all right, now we're really starting to decline. You know, so many more players are playing extremely high level ball well beyond 30. So I just feel like that old thought of like, yeah, 31 is kind of like,
0: eh,
1: not anymore, man. You still got three or four years depending on how you take care of your body, if not more. Like, I feel creatine.
0: like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at uh, Giroud and Zlatan at AC Milan. Um, well, Zalatan spent a, like couldn't really play all that much because he had uh, an ACL injury, but Giroud, like, he was and still continues to be like one of our best players, like, he is. He was. He played a very pivotal role in Milan getting the like making it to get to the Scudetto.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh. So next question is: What are the main storylines coming into the first quarter of the Serie A league season?
0: Oh my gosh! I'm actually this is one of the seasons that I have been most excited for. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I have a feeling that this is going to be one of the most exciting seasons that we've seen in a while, and I think it's because the the battle for the top five spots. I, in my opinion, based off of what I've seen, I feel like it's going to be a really intense fight for the top five. You have like, um, like, like I said, Inter, both Inter and Milan have 19 scudettos. And so for every 10 for every 10 scudettos that you get, you get a star above the crest. And so both teams still we still only have one. Um and so they both really want that second star. Um you can see that they're both they're both hungry for it. Um mm-hmm. and then you also have, you know, with Juve, they've kind of been on the decline for a couple of years. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they went from like from being like the Bayern Munich of Serie A where they were just winning for for so long and then um they've kind of slumped a bit. But I think with the signing of Pogba and once McKennie gets uh in his full form, I feel like they're going to be like a serious contender for at least the um at least the number 3 spot. I'm I'm being like that's me that's me with my bias, but I do feel like they're <laughs> they're coming back really like it's like they want to they want to be back on top. Um but then you also Nobody's checking
1: Nobody's checking for Fiorentina.
0: Fiorentina, I think is going to surprise I don't think they're going to be like top top. Ignore me Nicole, but... that's a
1: cosmos joke. Ignore me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I actually think that Fiorentina, um, I, I think they're going to be, like, a bit of an underdog. Like, they're, I think they're going to be one of the teams that poses um, a challenge to a lot of, like, the top table teams. Because um, I was going to also say, you have Roma, who just signed Dybala. Um, you have a, a second season Mourinho. Which is when he tends to really flourish, um, and then you also have Tammy Abraham. Roma played, yes sir. Yeah, they had a re- like. I'm really, actually, really excited to see Tammy Abraham and Dybala play together. Like, I think they're. It's it's Roma's gonna. Uh, my prediction is that Roma's gonna be the dark horse of this season. Um, they're gonna be the team to watch out for. Um, but like I said, you have the tradition, and then Atalanta they're normally a top four top five spot um but this year they this or past season they came in like eighth place which means that they don't have um they don't have a Europa League or Champions League to worry about um they can like fully soak it like solely focus on the league and Mm -hmm. they've always been a challenge um to play against Uh, they have like this thing called like the hashtag atalanta challenge um it's like if you can beat atalanta then that typically means that you're going to be in good standing for um for the for the season so they're always they're always a fight i think i really really think this is going to be one of the most um one of the most exciting seasons of A that we've seen in a while
2: Um, who do, okay, speaking of excitement, um, for the casual fan out there, um, who are some exciting teams that you would recommend they check out and, um, yeah, well, we'll just, we'll just stick with that for now. Cause I, I feel like there are a couple of like mid-level teams that are pretty exciting in Syria that don't really get a lot of credit. So. Who, uh, who do you think are some exciting teams that people should check out as a casual fan in Syria?
0: I think as a casual fan, some of the more exciting ones, um, definitely like definitely Atalanta. Um, I put Atalanta, Fiorentina and Sassuolo. Those three teams have always been, um, or at least when I've watched them play against Milan, they've always put up a really good fight. Um, I mean, in general, you know, Serie A is very, it's a very defensive heavy uh, style of play. And, but I think that these three teams, they're, they're good for like, if you want to watch a good, like, you want to watch a team put up a good fight and that they're not like the top three, top four teams. um, I think they're good. They're, they're teams that are a good like entryway into watching the, watching the league.
2: um do you uh do you want to do a prediction or two for us before we go
0: yeah totally so um I said that the top predictions or my predictions is I think that the top two spots are going to be either Inter or Milan that's my top two but I do think that the three and fourth spots are going to be a battle between Roma, Juve, and I'll say Roma, Juve for sure. I'm going to also put in Atalanta, and I'm also going to put in Napoli, because I believe in Napoli, even though a lot of t- people don't really believe in them, because they lost so many good players. They lost Koulibaly, Insigne, Immobile, and Mertens i'm mispronouncing that but merchants those like they lost like four Mertens, really good yeah. like four really good players but from based off of the like transfer markets and all that stuff i do feel like napoli is gonna be like through third or fourth or maybe fifth I w- i would say
2: okay hey. um Okay, here we go. So we, uh, what we've been doing um, is we've been putting uh, each of our guests uh, on the spot for big August games. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks like Serie A, you might have gotten off easy because they only have one big game, it looks like, um, in August, uh, which is... Uh, on the twenty seventh, um, we have uh, Juve and Roma.
0: Mm, that I will so, say that's going to be a good game to watch.
2: Who, that's gonna be a- um, who are you? Uh, who are you going to pick? I would say
0: game? I'm going to have to give it to Roma. I'm going to have to give it sorry to Juve because you know what I think that. I will give it to Roma solely because McKenney is I'm not sure if he's going to be back or if he is back he's not going to be at like um he's not going to be 100% cuz he's just coming off of an injury and you guys still don't have Pogba cuz he's still injured um so unfortunately I think for that game I'm going to have to give it to Roma
2: Okay, yeah, it's pretty early in the season, too. Um, You normally don't get a lot of big games like during the first couple of weeks, so it's kind of surprising that they would be meeting so early. But, yeah, we could totally see uh, Roma pulling that out. Um, Who do you think... Oh, we'll get you out of here on this. I don't think we asked you this. Um, Who do you think is going to have a down season? Who do you think is going to like start slow and not really uh, like catch this year? If you had to pick a team that's going to be down, who do you think it's going to be?
0: I would have to give it to. Hmm. I don't want to say any of the uh, newly promoted teams just because I believe in them. <laughs> I have a lot of belief <laughs> in them, but if I have to say a team that's going to be, in their slump era, it's going to be Napoli just because again, mm. like I said earlier, they lost like four of their best players. Um, so I'm not expecting too much from them this entire season. I have a feeling it's just going to be like, they're going to do good. They're just not going to be like Scudetto contenders, you know?
2: Yeah, no, I could, uh, I could totally see Napoli like just having a mess season. Because, I mean, like, you know, obviously they're not going to go, like, you know, and drop all the way down in, like, a relegation battle. But, like, you know, Nike said, they've lost, like, five or six key names. So, you know, it's quite easily they're not in Europe next year, even though there's, like, four European tournaments now. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I've lost count of all the European tournaments. I'm like, there's so many going on now.
2: Yeah, I think... um I was a little facetious when I said four. I think now it's just like Champions League, Europa League, and the Conference League, I think. But, yeah.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, four at some point.
2: Yeah, it's Super coming. League is definitely covered. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Nicole, uh, are you our official Serie A correspondent? Will you be back uh, next month to... Uh, talk some more serie a with us.
0: Listen, as long as you guys keep inviting me back, I will I'll of course I'll come <laughs> I'll come and talk about Serie A.
2: <laughs> yes, we've got two. <laughs> there you go. There you go.